because uh, I asked her yesterday, and it's, it's Sandy, actually. Um, she is an advocate for disability rights in South Carolina, and she will tell you their, formal name, their former name and what she does and how you might be able to use them as a resource. Miss Nina, you can unmute and speak. Yay. Okay. So yes, this my name is Nina Sani. I work at Disability Rights South Carolina as an employment advocate. Um, so um, what I do as part of my work is I help um, people re um, receive better services from vocational rehabilitation, the commission, um, for the Blind, um, Centers for Independent Living, like Accessibility, Walton Options, or um, ABLE South Carolina. Um, and I can help um, educate people about like what types of services those organizations can provide. And I can also represent people so I can speak on their behalf at, with staff at the organizations. Um, I also um, work on college cases too. So like if someone, a college student isn't receiving the accommodations they need or they've been discriminated against due to their disability, uh, I help with the college cases. Um, and then also, um, I do systemic work. So every week my team has a meeting where we talk about, you know, systemic issues impacting people with disabilities um, in the state. And we try to work on plans to address the problems that we're seeing. So those are my main tasks that I do on a regular basis um, at the organization. Um, I do also like help with some general employment cases, like even if just someone's like interested in working, but they want some resources, like sometimes I've been assigned cases where I just try to help find people resources in the community for employment. Um, and it's not always also just like if you're actively seeking employment, like let's say like you want to be employed, but you're facing barriers. So like, and I can talk more about that as um, part of our protection and advocacy for beneficiaries of social security program, um, because I'm in detail about, or at least like briefly describe each of the different programs that we have. Um, and because those are our different funding sources and we use some of them, we have um, more money allocated towards so we can accept more of those types of um, cases. Um, but yeah, so I'll go into those in a minute. But um, a general overview of our organization is that we're 
a private nonprofit that provides services for free for people with disabilities all throughout the state of South Carolina. And um, let's see, we're mandated to help by state and federal law to protect the rights of people with disabilities in South Carolina. Um, we help individuals advocate for themselves. We advocate on their behalf when they've been discriminated against or denied a service to which they're entitled. And we have three different teams. Well, first, like when somebody reaches out to our organization, you first interact with our information and referral team, typically. Um, so they'll like to take an, they'll do an intake and then they'll refer it to one of the issue teams. And we have three teams that work at protection and advocacy. Well, it, we used to be called protection and advocacy. Now we're called disability rights, South Carolina. Um, one of the teams is our protection and independence team. Um, that's when someone's been abused and neglected or neglected, they might take on some of those cases as well as people who are interested in receiving more services in order to live in the like for example, they need assistance. They need more help from a, like a Medicaid waiver than what they're getting. Um, they might be able to help assist with working on that. Um, then we have our equal access team. They um, take on education cases, cases and like general assistive technology cases. So like they can help assist when or people with acquiring assistive technology, um, obtaining training for the assistive technology, um, maintaining the assistive technology. Like if you, I think even if you have to get a piece like replaced, it might be something they could address as well. Um, if effective communication concerns, um, service animal cases. So those are some examples of some of the different cases the Equal Access Team will take on. And my team, it's pretty much barriers to work or um, difficulties you know, that people are experiencing in college with not being improperly accommodated for their disability. Um, so, let's see. We also are doing some systemic work right now on trying to figure out how to move people from the sheltered workshop environment into competitive integrated employment too. That's something I'm working on right now. So to give you an idea of some of the systemic work we're doing. And then we have um, also a one person on staff dedicated to voting. Uh, so she helps people who are experiencing barriers in the voting process. 
let's say like the voting place is not accessible, you're not able to access the voting machines. Um, also just systemic problems in South Carolina. Erin um, on staff, she helps with those types of concerns. So if you ever have any problems with or encountering any problems with any type of voting system in South Carolina, she's the person to contact. So those that's a general overview of the teams that we have. We also have several different um, federal programs that we um, are funded by. So like we receive several like different federal grants and that's how we're able to provide services for free to people with disabilities all throughout the state. So um, the first federal program that I'm gonna talk some about is our protection and advocacy for individuals with developmental disabilities. So in order to qualify for assistance under that program that we offer, um, someone has to have a disability before the age of 22. There has to be a chronic disability and there has to be, have to be substantial functional limitations in three or more major life activities. And it, the seven, we look at seven different areas. So it could be either in like, someone has difficulty with self-care, language, learning, mobility, self-direction, independent living capacity, or economic self-sufficiency. Okay, well, it has to have three out of those seven. So it's something we have to think critically about. In other words, it's not like a very, oftentimes a simple determination to deter, like figure out if someone has a developmental disability or not because like there's several pages in like our handbook about how to determine, you know, if there's a significant limitation in self-care or language or learning. Like to give you some examples under the learning category, they would, people would automatically qualify for that limitation if they, if someone had an IEP or they had uh, considerable in interventions added to a 504 plan or something like similar types of services that were needed. Um, that would automatically meet one of the limitations, for example, with economic self slash self-sufficiency category with there being a limitation there. If someone's eligible for SSI or SSDI, they're automatically eligible for that under that category. Um, and that some of them, like you have to think, I have to think more critically about in order to make that type of determination if they meet that funding, um, the requirements under that funding source. Um, but if somebody does meet the criteria for um, a case under DD funding, we can usually accept it. Okay, so 
that's the first program. Then the next program I want to talk some about is our um, client assistance program. So well, I talked a little bit about that earlier, but um, so what we do is, but to talk more in depth about it, we explain the rights, um, the right to services at VR, the South Carolina Commission for the Blind, Able South Carolina, Walton Options, or accessibility to people. Um, and we can help you like to give some specific ideas of when we might be able to help. Um, when you've been turned down for services from vocational rehabilitation or the South Carolina Commission for the Blind, um, we can help in that at that time. If you need a better plan from vocational rehabilitation or the South Carolina Commission for the Blind, um, if VR or the South Carolina Commission for the Blind is refusing to pay for something that you've requested in or, and something you need in order to work, um, we can help on those cases as well. And so that's, those are some of the cases I, I could actually be working with whoever calls about regarding those concerns. There are actually two people on staff who work as advocates. There's me and um, another advocate named Mary, and we both work under the client assistance program. Um, and if there's like legal, if we feel like an attorney might get involved, we do have two attorneys on staff. At first, I think they normally start with advocates unless we think it's a serious enough situation where not it needs to be directly assigned to an attorney. Um, okay, so um, next we have a protection and advocacy for individuals with mental illness program. So pretty much most of the teams work with that funding source helping people with mental illness receive accommodations um, in all sorts of different areas, education, you know, um, job accommodations, college accommodations, um, let's see what else. housing is a big one to service animal cases, assistive technology that might be needed for someone with a mental illness. That funding source can be applied for any of that. Um, then there's also our protection and advocacy for individual rights. So that's if nobody qualifies for any other funding source, um, that's the funding source that we use. Um, then there's our protection and advocacy for um, assistive technology funding, which we use to help people acquire, utilize, or maintain assistive technology that they need. Then we actually also have um, protection and advocacy for um, people with, with individuals with traumatic brain injuries um, program. So if someone 
was like hit in the head or like was their head was hit by some type of outside force is kind of like to give you an idea of what qualifies as a traumatic brain injury. Um, we have a specific funding source towards that that we can use to help people with that type of disability. And then um, as I was mentioned some earlier, we have the protection and advocacy for voting access. So if there's polling place accessibility issues or voting systems issues, um, we can assist with that. And then I wanna talk a little bit more about our PABS program, protection and advocacy for beneficiaries of social security and some of what we can do under that, meet that program. So one second. Okay, so in order for someone to be eligible under our protection and advocacy for beneficiaries of social security program, they need to be able to want to work or be working, need assistance overcoming barriers to work and receive either SSDI or SSI or 1619B Medicaid or continuing Medicare. So under our PABS funding source, we can help people obtain workplace accommodations needed for a disability. Um, we can also take on race, gender, national origin, or disability discrimination by an employer. So a lot of times people think that we just take on disability discrimination cases. And, but like if you are a beneficiary of Social Security receiving SSI or SSDI, we can also take on um, race, gender, national origin discrimination cases as well. We can also assist with expungement of criminal records. Let's see. In terms of assistive technology, we can help people obtain assistive technology from VR, educational institutions or employers as well. Um, we can help beneficiaries, for example, obtain replacement wheelchairs, computer software, um, communication devices, other items that are needed to perform the essential functions of their jobs. Um, we can we advocate for beneficiaries to obtain vehicle modifications too. Believe it or not, that's something that we've been doing and uh, we've been helping people at VR to obtain those. Let's see. And then we can also assist with work-related transport difficulties. So um, challenging and accessible public transportation, filing complaints about poor, poor parent transportation services, and we can assist people who call us up with that. And then um, housing accommodation problems, when lack of housing is an obstacle to obtaining, maintaining, or regaining employment. So we can assist beneficiaries in getting landlords to provide them with reasonable accommodations and parking policies. 
no pet policies for service animals or emotional support animals, just to give you a few examples. Um, we can also help people in um, finding places that might be able to provide temporary or permanent shelter. And then also, again, we meant it talks about um, our fact sheet that is pending publication. Uh, this with post-secondary education, uh, reasonable accommodations for academics, housing, other services. We could also, a big one is obtaining funding for college from vocational rehabilitation in the South Carolina Commission for the Blind and other organizations. So if someone is receiving SSI or SSDI, they're not supposed to pay anything towards the cost of their education. That towards the tuition, the books, housing on campus, vocational rehabilitation, if it's stated on the IPE that, you know, you're supposed, your employment goal is, or your vocational goal is to obtain like a master's in accounting, for example, you know, they're supposed to pay tuition, books, and any on-campus fees. You're not supposed to pay anything. Um, if you are a beneficiary of social security. And we would like to definitely know if that's, you know, any experiences that happen otherwise, because that is not supposed to be happening at vocational rehabilitation. Okay. All right, so I think that's it. And that's to what I wanted to share. Does anyone have questions? So, um, Nina, uh, we, uh, you mentioned so many things that uh, <laughs> our folks would qualify for. Um, and I want to also say one thing or ask one thing. I did see that disability rights uh, is not is a national organization. So they may have disability rights in other states. We do have yes. folks that are um, from other states. So how could they find out if they have one in their state? Every state has a disability rights organization. Yes, so. we will. Um, so um, this is Disability Rights South Carolina. Um, yeah. they, ha they, they have a video that is audio described. I saw it. I heard it. <laughs> it's really good. Um, and uh, Nina, also, if they need information uh, to file a case or to, to see if they would qualify, how, how does that work? Okay, so if you're interested in um, tr trying to start an employment case or employment or college related case, um, email me or call me, well, probably first email me actually, just a short description about like what it is you're concerned about and what's going on. Um, and then I'll let my team leader know, and it'll significantly increase the probability that you're going to be assigned to um, okay. someone within our employment team. So it helps me to know ahead of time. Um, 
if it's a different type of case, um, you could just call, um, I can give you the, the okay. information for information referral. Okay. Yes. And if you're able to put it in the chat, but we'll also say it out loud, that would be helpful. Okay. Yes, let me look at the number. Okay. Okay, so our helpline number is 866-275-7273. And let me double check the email address. Okay. All right. And the e our email address is info at disability rights SC dot org and as I was saying um, every state has a disability rights organization and they're usually called like disability rights and then the name of the state so if you live in Maryland it's probably your disability rights organization is probably disability rights Maryland that's awesome um, because we do have a lot of folks from out of state that are joining us. And so I, I wanted them to ensure that um, this, you know, you know, that it, it would apply in other states. You would just have to contact your, your, right. your state organization. Um, what was your email address, Nina, for the ones that you cover? Yes. Um, it's Sani at Disability Rights sc.org and I'll put it in the chat too. And Sani is spelled? S-A-I-N-I at disabilityrightssc.org. So Jaws will say signing, just so you know. So I always think of signing, but I'm glad that you helped me with that. Sure. Um, so um, we've got a raised hand. Just um, we'll take a few questions. And the only reason I say that is we've got Katie from Hawaii up next and then Adelmo Vijo from New Mexico up after that. So um, we'll take a few questions. And then if you have any additional things, you may email her or call the helpline. Uh, Demetrius, do you have a question? Yes, ma'am. Could you repeat that helpline number again? And I'll put it in the chat too. 866, was it 275-7273? Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. I got a $50 discount for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody else? All right. She put it also in the chat. Nina, thank you so much. Um, Nina and the NFB of SC have, are working closely together. Um, so I wanted to ensure that you guys know who she is and who Disability Rights South Carolina and Disability Rights in other states are. Um, and Nina is definitely a, a, a supporter of us. We're working closely yes. with her. Um, and so I think it's important that we all know what they do. I mean, I didn't even know all the things that they do. And so, um, 
Miss De Miss uh, Deborah Canty, the lady that you referred to me, um, you probably can have her call. Uh, this yes. this is another resource for her. I was just um, taking some notes on that. I was going to refer her. Yes, to yes, so ma'am. Yes, ma'am, I thought of you. Thought of you Thank and you our so friend because yes. that was that. Yes, ma'am. We've got to. Got to work on that one. Um, Nina, thank you so much for giving us some of your Saturday. Um, we will, um, I will be there. I'm going to speak on behalf of the NSB of SC and our resources to Nina's uh, staff on the 27th of, uh, of um, April at their staff meeting. So we're developing that relationship. And so uh, thank you, Nina, so much. And we will be in touch with other things and possibly to set up um, some advocacy stuff with our advocacy committee. Awesome. Okay, look forward to seeing or talking. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, ma'am. Have a great day. We appreciate you, you so much. Yes, ma'am. Sure.